Welcome to the Recovering Perfectionist Podcast, where I empower you to develop sustainable habits, challenge society, and take messy action. I'm Christine, life balance coach and world champion ballroom dancer, and I believe that everyone has the power to create their very own life by design. The Recovering Perfectionist podcast was created with a mission to encourage a life of abundance by finding peace and acceptance in our own imperfections and developing healthy self-love through sustainable habits and manifestation. It's time to align with the universe for the full human experience and redefine what it really means to be successful. Uh It's too good, the secret is out and wow, Uh uh-huh. Welcome back to another episode of the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I am here today with a very good dear friend of mine, Mara Lawrence, because <laughs> I'm not used to calling her that because she's <laughs> married and um, she is a beautiful human. I, like, I just think of you as like talented singer, <laughs> musical you. theater is what I know, but stay at home mom international expat now which we're going to get deep into welcome thank you I'm so excited to be here I'm so excited that you're here um we've been trying to do this for a minute Maura is living in we're going to get into all the things but right now she is living in the Netherlands yeah and we grew up together in Kansas City in the United States and this has been what an incredible journey that you're on right now that I cannot wait for you to share with our audience. It's been wild. <laughs> Who it knew? Like, Who wild. knew? <laughs> I know. I never would have guessed. If you had asked me, I mean, two years ago, I've been like, no, no way. But here That's we are. Nuts. So Maura and I went to the same high school, Shawnee Mission West, go Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. <laughs> and um, you graduated in 06, is that right? Yeah. two years before me. So I was 08. Um, I felt like 06 and 08, there were so many people that were friends in those two. (laughs) Yeah. There's something, but poor 07, we kind of just like jumped out of them. (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, like I'm still in touch with Chris Swearingen and you know, like all the things like Eric was friends with a lot of people from 06, Cassie Pettigrew, you know, lots of different things. And so, um, so yeah, we all were in choir and musical theater and all the things together and um, lots of big mutual group friends. And then time goes on, you graduated. How long after you graduated did you meet your husband? I mean, literally two weeks. <laughs> she's like mama didn't waste any time. Yeah. Well, he went to West actually. He was in 07. Did he really? Um, yeah, he knew who I was, but I didn't know who he was. So, oh my god! And then, yeah, I got a job at Bob Evans two weeks after I graduated, and he was working there. And things wow, there. that's amazing. Who knew? I know. Um, what did he do in high school? He was in orchestra, and okay. he did wrestling, but he's real quiet. Okay. So he was in our wing because orchestra, yes. band, choir, all that stuff was, we yeah. had like a whole wing of that in our school. I mean, there's no way we didn't cross paths. I like, mean, you had, had to. Have. Yeah. nuts. I know. How crazy. Cause I talk about that with my husband and I, we met um, salsa dancing yeah. and 
we were both living in Las Vegas for so long and there's only so many salsa events that happen all the time. Everybody kind of goes to the same thing, but I was so, my mind was on someone else. His mind was on work mm-hmm. and we're like, there's no way we didn't end up at the same events more than once totally. and never saw each other. So that's just crazy that, that you guys had that same experience. But then you kind of got to wonder, like, is it just like the universe putting you together when it's supposed to, right? Timing. Oh, we yeah. we 100% agree with that. Yeah. Like that, that is totally the reality of it. Cause we're like, if we would have met each other sooner, we wouldn't have been ready. We would have right, exactly. <laughs> cool. So then you got married. What year mm-hmm. would you get married? Uh, this was 2013. Okay. And then you had your first kid in 2017. Okay. So you took some time. Yeah. It took a little bit of time. Took Good. Little bit of time. It Good. took a little bit of time to get pregnant, but okay. we also took some time before then. Yeah. Enjoyed your yeah. marriage. Enjoyed your life. Like that's awesome. And then now you have, you have two children. Yes. Two boys. Yes. Just the way I want, the way I want to do it. Two boys. I don't want, I don't want girls. Girls are dramatic. I mean, there's a whole different handful, right? (laughs) Whole different thing. We have have a really good friend of ours who has a boy and she's pregnant now with two girls. Jade. Okay. I was going to say, oh, of ours. Okay. I thought you meant you and your husband. No, 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 no. You, you're like, wait, yeah. And God bless two girls at the same time. I'm like, I mean, she's going to handle it. She's badass, but holy crap. I'm like girls, man. (laughs) It's going to be wild, but like, at least they have a built in like cohort in themselves. So maybe like some of that craziness will go just between the two of them. Totally. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So anyway, so then you have, I'm kind of, kind of grazing through the life a little bit, but stop me if there's anything that's needs to be said. You have two sons now. How old are they? So Aiden is five and Keegan turns three on Sunday. Oh my God. Yeah. How exciting. And you, uh, you just said a year ago is when you announced, you probably guys already were figuring this out beforehand yes. that you were moving from Midwest Kansas yeah. in the United States to Europe. Yeah. And this was because of your, your husband's job. Yes. Yeah. So, so explain he, that, how all that kind of went down. Oh boy. And it's like, it's even more of a roller coaster than that because um, initially there was talk of a job in um, Australia for, through oh, his company Lord. in Kansas. Yes. And he got offered the position and we were gearing up. We were looking at like places we were going to move to Australia, which is crazy in itself. Oh my God. And then there was a local position inside his same company that was kind of like a a dream path for him. Um, and he's like, I'm going to go for that. And he did. And, um, unfortunately uh, it was given to somebody else, but as they're telling him that this position is offered to this other person, they said, but how would you be, how would you feel about being a CFO in the Netherlands? And so he comes to tell me that. And he's like, you need to sit down. <laughs> I'm just like, well, well I think from Australia, I mean, that's a little bit easier to swallow, but yes. No. So, and like, and I'm thinking, okay, well maybe we're staying in Kansas now and, you know, and then here comes this whole other country. And, um, I don't know, after talking about Australia, somehow the Netherlands actually seemed less crazy because Australia is so far. far. Yeah. And now it's like, well, we could actually come home easier and just, I don't know, things about it seemed a little bit more doable. So I was surprised how quickly I was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we not do this? Yeah. And it's like once in a lifetime, right? I mean, that's the thing. And so I think, you know, 
that's really why I wanted to talk to you is not just, you know, I mean, as an opportunity to catch up and all these things, but I really want, I felt like this was a very good conversation to share with my audience because how many people would actually say yes to that? And I, I mean, I don't want to say it like that. I feel like there, I know a lot of people in my life that would say yes to that, yeah. but I feel like they're especially, and again, there's no stereotype on Kansas, but we all know kind of how we all grow up and everybody wants to kind of stay close to home. And there's yeah. this like big family thing. And, you know, um, I have, you know, a lot of people in my life right now that are kind of trying to figure out where to move. And it's just, there's the stigma. I feel a little bit more in the Midwest than if you're like moving from California, Vegas, New York, some of those places, you know, absolutely. And so how many people would actually like take the opportunity to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this with two kids. I'm going to give, we're going to give this opportunity to our family. It's going to change our life and look at it in that way, instead of all the ways I think they look at it on the glass half empty situation where it's like, this is going to be so hard. We're not going to have a community, you know, Mm -hmm. like what, what about our family? I mean, I don't know. There's so many, do you you see what I'm getting at here? Oh, completely. Yeah. And honestly, like I did feel a lot of those things. We are, we were so blessed are still so blessed with a wonderful community in Kansas that, um, that I really struggled with the thought of leaving them. Right. Um, and I, while I was committed early, it wasn't without, you know, trepidation and doubts, you know, And, um, and there is for sure, there's this, there's this other side of the coin where there are so many in the Midwest that would never even think about leaving the state that they were. Well, that's um, it. I mean, even just moving somewhere else in the United States, it takes them a minute to like, even grasp the concept. So moving to Europe or Australia or anything like that, it's like, well, that's not happening. Like we don't do that. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe you have a pipe dream where it's like, God, I'd love to go live in this country, but you don't do it. Well, right. I mean, even to go on vacation, I have some, so many people that they're like, oh yeah, we wanted to go there for a honeymoon still, you know, 10 years later, they still haven't been. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you, what's holding you back? And I think there's this, again, that's why it kind of ties into this perfectionism or also just this kind of like fear of judgment. Like what Mm -hmm. will my family say? I'm going to move to Europe. Like the judgment the, the, the selfishness of me to take my kids away from their grandparents. Right. Am I disappointing people? I mean, get it like, whose heart am I going to break? You know, totally. So how did you work through that? And I mean, you said you have a very supportive community and, and family system, but where was there, you know, was there some, maybe some, you know, feelings you had to work through there with some people? We were really lucky in terms of the support behind us, um, which, and I I know that for a lot of people in my life, that wouldn't be the case. So I feel super blessed for that. So you were Um, expecting some pushback a little. You know, I I really didn't know because I'd never even considered the possibility of this. Right. You know, I I was unsure how my parents would feel about it. Um, I'm one of three kids and my brother passed away, God, seven years ago now. And so like I, there was a a deep guilt to like take another child away. And I, I really wondered, you know, how they would feel about it. But my dad was a little in denial. I think up until like the last month, I don't think he believed it was going to happen. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) But eventually we'll believe it when we see it. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. He's like, well, this isn't a thing that happens because the Midwest mentality, nobody moves away to another country. 
but, um, but then he was behind us. Amazing. And have they come to visit? Uh, no, I've had my waste. My sister has come to visit and Aaron's brother has, um, and his parents are coming next month. My parents are not the most, you know, the most likely to go and travel around the world or do real wild things at this point in their life. So okay. I'm unsure whether that will happen or not. I really hope it does. Well, right. Cause what an amazing opportunity when you have a friend or a family member that moves to another country or studies abroad, you're like, great. Now I have a place to go visit and stay. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm, like I've realized in living here that there is a huge difference between going and visiting a place, you know, taking a week or two there and living there. Mm. And that can really carry over to visiting someone who lives there because you get that little peek into the other side. of Right. Things. Yeah. That's yeah. That's powerful. I completely agree with that. So it's been how long now that you've officially been a resident of the Netherlands? <laughs> yeah. Um, we, it's been almost 10 months or boy, maybe with 10 months was like yesterday. What is, I don't know what the date is, months, but it was yeah. right around now It's 10 months. Okay. Um, and it's like, it's a incredible how much has happened in 10 months in, in mindset alone, nevertheless, like logistically. So that's what I love the most about traveling. Um, yeah. cause you know, uh, uh, my audience and my family and friend, everyone in my life knows that I, my husband and I are international global citizens and we just want to be everywhere and do all the things. Um, and we just got back from spending two months in Europe, which it was my deepest regret to not be able to fit in coming to visit you guys. But then when you told me you're going to be there for a little bit longer, I was like, okay, well, we're coming back every year. Don't even worry about it. We'll be there. there we'll fit it in. I didn't want to rush it. I felt like we would only be able, and then you had family coming and I didn't want it to be a thing, but, um, we're stoked to come see, we've never been to Amsterdam, all the things like it's on the list. Um, but the amount of mental growth and just stepping outside of yourself and realizing how big and small the world is at the same time, happens so much faster when you experience it. And I think that's a big reason why my brother and I were so quick to be like, we got to get out of Kansas because as much as Kansas was an amazing place to grow up, great, you know, loved our school systems, loved our whole thing, family aspect, loved the house we grew up in. We knew we were outgrowing the box very quickly and we wanted to keep going and growing and doing things in our careers and in our lives and meet people internationally that we were not meeting there. Yeah. And what an incredible opportunity for your kids. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the greatest part of the whole thing is just I like, mean, oh no. talk to me about that a little. There's a, there's a good chance that, um, Keegan for sure. And maybe Aiden won't remember a whole lot of it. Um, okay. I hope that like at, towards the end of things, they'll start to make some core memories that'll stick with them. But I know that regardless of how many memories they take away from this, who they are and how they're built is being affected by their time here and what they're being exposed to. And I think it's going to change who they are for the rest of their lives. And I'm so excited that they, that they get that kind of, I mean, Aiden is in an international school right now with um, students from all over the world and his wow. classes. It's wild. It's, it's wild. Um, yeah, they, there's just like, there's only, I don't think there's anybody in his current class this year that's from the United States. 
There are English speakers. It is taught in English, so that helps a lot. But there's exposure to so many different cultures and um, right because the international language of the Netherlands is Dutch, right? So yeah. you have Dutch, but then you have a lot of English speakers, obviously. Right. Well, it, the locals almost all speak English, which has been okay. really convenient for us. But um, there's also, I believe that the Netherlands has the um, largest expat um, community in the world. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And you, I mean, having been here and immersed into that community, and I, we live just outside of Amsterdam and Harlem. Like my husband still commutes into the city, um, but technically we live just outside. And even just in Harlem, there is a huge, amazing network of expats and it's become already 10 months in. It's a family here for us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I had no idea. I know Portugal is really big for expats as well. And also like in, you know, remote, um, you know, independent business owners, things like that. But that's really cool. That's what makes it so much easier. For sure. And honestly, like I was really terrified coming into this about like, you know, there's so much pressure to meet people. One, because your mental health is better if you've got a community. Amen. You know, and if emergency- yeah, Say that happen, louder for people in the back. I mean, I mean seriously, <laughs> like you need that community. Yeah, you and, do. and also like if emergencies happen, you need someone there. And our kids need to have- social interactions like right. they're going to be in school a little bit but we got to be able to provide them something and so as a stay-at-home mom this was my job my job oh. was to get out there and meet the people and build the community wow. and I was terrified for sure I mean absolutely that's the natural things that are terrifying um did you feel what about you because I know you you're pretty meticulous you know we definitely have talked about you know, uh, identifying as perfectionists, mm -hmm. especially in high school. I mean, yeah, for sure. But what do you feel? I mean, already being a mom, you don't want to like screw up your kid. You want to do the best for them. Yeah. But what do you feel was the scariest part about putting yourself out there in a new community? Well, I feel like, like it's such a unique situation. Um, even in the terms of all expats coming from the Midwest, where we're just like kind of sheltered in our little box. Yeah. And I, you know, leaving Kansas and going into this, you know, international community that's filled with people who are from so many different places globally. Mm. Um, I felt so simple. I felt like, you know, oh, my experience is small. My, um, my, where I come from is so less exciting and invigorating. And, and then you meet all these people who have lived in multiple places, have, you know, exorbitant careers and, uh, have done so much. And I just felt like, what am I bringing to the table? Mm. And, and that was hard. I was, I was afraid that like, then I'm, how am I enough to stand with these people? And it was a really eye-opening um, experience to find that, you know what, I am enough. Like mm. I do bring, I have had experiences and I do bring so much to the table. And that's, what's beautiful about expat community is that like, we're all from varying levels of size of town and like craziness of background, but we all bring a story uh -huh. that's valuable. And you're all doing exactly the same thing. You're put, taking yeah. yourself out of your hometown and putting yourself into a new space. And that space happens to be shared by all of you. Right. Wow. Like, let's just reflect on that for a second. The 
just feeling like you're not enough. And what am I bringing to the table? Because your perception of where you came from isn't maybe as exciting as where you feel someone else came from. Right. Um, and gosh, isn't that just like a feeling that is common among just people in general, just even sure. starting a new school, even in a different state, let alone a different country. Um, but you realized after you were in it, how unique you guys actually were. Yeah. Cause you are and- unique. Like we can say that and know that, but then you can be like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, it's like getting a compliment and you're like, yeah, but I have to believe it. And so right. like all of a sudden the reality was staring you in the face and going like, no, look. And then like, where were there some instances that you're just like, oh man, like, no, like we're, we belong here. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's just, I don't know when it happened. It wasn't like a moment where I had a click go off. It was just, it be, everything just became easier. And all of a sudden I looked up and I thought, you know what? I'm, a, I'm in this group of people who are from all of these different places and have done all these different things. And this isn't scary because I am bringing something and I no longer feel like as I did at the very beginning when I was meeting them that I have to try and present a certain front so that I can, you know, try to come across as being enough to stand here. I, I don't have to do that. No, you are. Yeah. You being there is enough and no one else is from Kansas. Like right. regardless of what you believe that to be. Um, I mean, I tell people we're from Kansas all the time. You know what I mean? Like at least in the United States, I mean, after a certain point you get from some, you live in so many different places and people are like, well, where are you from? It's like, well, what part of my life? <laughs> you right, know? right. No, completely. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. And my husband and I both have birth countries and we have hometowns yeah. and then we have places that we've lived for a long period of time. So that's like really hard. It's like, I don't really know what to tell you. It depends yeah. on what it is we're talking about. That's going to be relevant to you. So, um, so then you start to realize just how, how much everyone is really kind of the same. Yeah. And And that's, that's the other beauty of expat life is that you immediately have a common ground. You are all pulled out of, you know, your hometown comfort zone. Yeah. And so like, we all understand each other in a very unique and special way. And we also like recognize each other's struggles. And that was what was so comforting to find this community is that they saw me and they saw what I was going through because they've lived it. And that was such, that was such a special thing to have. What, what an amazing thing to feel like, isn't that what we're all searching for is we just want to be seen. (laughs) Totally. And I feel like it's understood. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I feel I, you know, born and raised in Kansas, I stayed, you know, was like 30 minutes from where I was born my whole life. And, um, and I, so I'm, I'm surrounded by people. I've been lucky enough to have people that I've been friends with for over two decades still in my life. And there is a, incredible bond that comes with that with growing up together but um but there's another side of the coin here with sharing this very unique experience of these people and that I'm able to build a similar bond to the two decades worth of friendship that I've got over here and they they both carry a lot of weight to them in a ways that I didn't expect I love that perspective yeah that's something we I I don't actually really think about because in our dance community and then just the fact that we travel a lot, we meet so many different people and you, again, you quickly bond with certain people based on 
similarities or being in similar situations. And then it's like, oh my gosh, only you could understand this. Right. Um, but you're right. Like to, to then put that side by side with people that you've known for over 20 years, that you've built these long, deep foundational relationships with. Um, I think that that is such a cool perspective to show people that it doesn't, it's not just about the time. Yeah. It's about the quality of what it is that you're doing together Absolutely. that can, that can build that deep relationship faster. And we forget that or we, or, or a lot of people don't know that that's possible because they've never done it. Maybe, because, tried. maybe you don't have to, because that's what I, that's what made coming here so scary is that in Kansas, since I was there my whole life, I was able to form friendships in like really easy, organic ways in school, in jobs, in, you know, the swing community, like, right. Ways, Dancing, it yep. was just really easy because we had these, um, shared experiences in a different kind of way. Um, but th- so then coming out here, I never really had to meet somebody from zero. Well, I mean, sure. I met individual people, but I never had to form a whole community from zero, Right. you know, since going to school as a child. And so I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing. I don't right. know how to like, you know, it felt like dating. It felt like, oh my God, is it too soon to ask them to get together? You know, what do I do? It was scary. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's crazy. But I feel like it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it is. I think that that's probably right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, even just starting this school year for my son, we just started uh, last week and um, having him start in January felt so much scarier because there was all this pressure. I have to, this is my easiest way to meet people is through the parents in these classes. And I've, I've got to, I've got to find a connection. Right. And, um, but I'm really scared because I don't know how to do it. And so I had all of these feelings going through and now coming um, and meeting these new parents that are showing up in this class. It just feels like it feels so much more attainable. And now it's almost exciting and fun as opposed right. to terrifying. Right. And anxiety driven. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Wow. I am like over the moon for you. Like even in the short, it hasn't even been a year and the amount of like the gift that you've been given already through this experience, um, has been so beautiful. I want to get into the fun stuff. What are you eating? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. I'm also very vocal about the fact that the food in the United States is not the vibe for me at all. I was sure. born in France. That's where I belong. And when we go back, I ate like my heart's content for two months while we were there. Oh. And like, that's, that's, that will be where our life goes is we will be split 50, 50 between the U S and Europe. We will have properties in both places like and our kids life. will be international that, I mean, we can't see it any other way. Like I feel mm-hmm. trapped if I can't do that. And luckily for me, we have like, that's, what's so cool about your experience and what you're able to do is that for me, I have citizenship. My husband will get citizenship after being married to me for another four years. And my kids will have dual citizenship based on whatever we decide to register them in. Um, so we can move around freely and do what we want with our American and our EU passports that gives us mm. access to so many countries because EU gives you access to everything. Oh, totally. Um, and by doing that, and then of course, on top of that, 
between the two of us, we speak four languages. No so deal. no big deal. <laughs> he, he carries it for us. He speaks four, I speak two. So like- I don't, here, under, don't undervalue those two though. Yeah, no, for, for real. But he carries us. But, um, but the, to be able to do that, those are blessings that my parents came, gave to me and his parents gave to him that now we can give. So it generationally, we're able to carry that on and then grow yeah. it and make it bigger. But um, with what you're doing, whether people study abroad or like a job transfers you, things like that, because um, you're there, he's there on a work visa, basically. Yep. You guys are there yep. as a work situation, right? And so the idea is that you could, now your kids coming from Kansas will be able to actually like understand if they want to have citizenship in another country, how to mm. attain that. Like that is now a reality for them in the future. If yeah. they decide that they want to live in another, you're probably like, oh my gosh, if we all go back to Kansas. Like, don't leave me. But, <laughs> but the idea no, is- leave me, I'll go, I'll go visit you. Well, that's, that's it, visit. exactly. Yeah. But like, I think there's something so beautiful about what you're doing, your, 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 um, putting a glitch in the matrix of your generation right now. Yeah. I don't know if you've, if that you've thought about it that way. No, but not at all. it could have continued where you guys just raise your kids in Kansas and then they raise their kids in Kansas. And then it just, it's, a, and then maybe they go travel abroad, you know, cause I know you, you had done some travels and you had been to Europe a couple of times and done a couple of things there um, for fun. But now all of a sudden you're living there and realizing like you said, living there and going there for two weeks, two totally different things. And now you're like, wow, this is easier than I thought. Yeah. Or, oh, everyone here speaks English so I can acclimate easier. Or now I have friends that like, if my sons want to move there in the future, they have a community that they've right. built. Like there's all well, of this like groundwork you're laying. Yeah. And they're kind of building their own community too, because they're right. making friends here. And right. I think that we've been lucky that the friends that they're making are also the friends that we're making, like the parents and children kind of co-align. And so, and there's been talk, I mean, it's early and you never know how life will play out, but there's talk about, you know, when you're in an expat community, that there is a very high likelihood that we're all going to be spread out at some point. We're sure. all going to move on to the next adventure or go back totally. home. This is a moment in time. Right. But we, you know, we've kind of latched onto each other and there's some big talk about like, we're getting together every year. We're going to, we're going to see each other. And then if that's the case, that means that there's a potential for these kids to keep seeing each other and that they have then connections around the world from their time here, their own connections. When I tell you that is what allows us to challenge society and do more in our life and live a lifestyle that a lot of people don't understand is because we have so many family, friends, community, yeah. dance people, work people spread out all over the globe. So people yeah. are like, oh my gosh, yeah, when you're here, just come visit and stay with me. Like we don't pay to go anywhere because it's either work related or it's family or whatever. And it's not even about the money. It's just about the experience. Oh, completely. But it changes it. It changes it. Um, but to have that local experience that you can go and you're not just staying at a hotel everywhere or more reason to go visit somewhere when you say, oh, I've been trying to get there for so long. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but two for one, I get to go visit the place and I get to go see a good friend. Yes. You know, um, yeah, you're literally like, you're changing up the rhythm right now of how your kids and grandkids and great grandkids are going to move around the world. Gosh, I hope so. I really do. Because 
What a it cha- like thing. now that I know, I don't, I, you never would have known if I had, if we hadn't left Kansas to do this, even if this is all we do, if we just do the three years of his contract and we yes. go right back, our minds have been open to that. There is so much more. Oh. And now that you see that you can't unsee it. Like you can't unsee it. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. You said that you just can't unsee it. It's so yeah. true. Like once you open Pandora's box, there's no closing it. No. And you, then you, you're craving so much more from the world and from life. Cause you know, that there's all this out there that you don't know. And how can I, how can I leave this earth and not know as much as I can possibly know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Do you know how, how many conversations I have with people where I just want, this is exactly why we're having this conversation because like, oh. I, it, it's so hard for me to tangibly give them this experience and say, you don't know what you're missing. How do I explain to you what it means to go visit this place or to go eat this food or to go live here or be out of your comfort zone or try to make a new friend or whatever? I can't, I just can't. And once you do that and you realize how fearless you are and how wonderful it feels, what do they say? Everything worth it is on the other side of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Once you get there, you start to live on the other side of your comfort zone because that's Mm -hmm. just where the good part of life happens. Yeah. And then you realize it's all, it's all actually attainable. I mean, we were very lucky. Yes. Like we got to, you know, because of Aaron's job, we got a lot of assistance getting here and, and sometimes getting where you want to go can be really complicated. Yes. But once you get there, you realize Oh, there's a whole lot in life that's way more possible than you ever thought it could be. That's it. Yeah. You when when you just learn from books or media or what you know your aunt Sally's friend told you about her experience, everything becomes a little bit jaded and through a second, you know, like a telephone situation. Yeah. It, our experiences are completely unique. My husband and I, when we talk, when people tell us experiences, I'm like, oh, we didn't experience that at all. It was not that hard. You know what I mean? And so I love to share our experiences because I'm like, wow, it was way easier than that. Like everything that they're telling you over here, like that, it doesn't have to be like that. Sure. You know what I mean? And like you said, you were able to get some help, but like, why can't someone just apply for a company or work in a job that allows them to have, like when you apply for a job, like, are there opportunities to move abroad? Like it's an easy question. It's an easy question. And if that's something that you're interested in or something that you're possibly seeking that that's that should be one of the reasons that you take the job yeah and you know I don't want to oversimplify like some struggles that people go through when they want when they decide this and all of the work that goes into it it's just more that that it can be done it's attainable making the choices it gets you there well right I mean here's the thing everything is difficult but worth it you know what I mean? Everything that is worth it is difficult at some point. I mean, you, I haven't gone through this journey yet. Fingers crossed that everything goes according to plan, but you have two children. Pregnancy. Uh, I saw, I mean, we haven't been that much in contact, but I saw some things at the beginning of one of your son's life. That was very difficult. You've had, you've had a lot of highs and lows of parenting and none of that is easy, but look what you got out of it two amazing kids you wouldn't and and people don't even bat an eye at becoming a parent people bat they they question me when I say I didn't want to be a parent for a while oh why why would you not want to do that I'm thinking look how hard it is it is like are you kidding me but but you bat like but but they 
they think, oh, well, everybody does it, right? It's so normal to become a parent, but it's not normal to move overseas. And I think that's 10 times easier than being a parent. Right. It, yeah. And it's also not permanent. Like you have a kid, well, that's you got, true. You got 18 years, <laughs> but so you true. could go and live somewhere for two years. And if you don't like it, you go back home. That's it. It's yeah. not. Yeah. You, if you don't like it, not, it's not permanent. Oh my God. That's so true. Yeah. You become yeah. a parent, you're a parent for the rest of your life. Right. Whatever happens to that kid, that's your responsibility or you're right. going to feel some sort of way if something bad happens, but right. and yeah. you've got control over, you know, how, where you move, how you move, what you do when you move, you've got control. I'm going to tell you right now, you do not have control over parenting. They've got control over you and you're along for the ride. Beautiful way to say it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, that's the thing. So yes, there's struggles. Yes, it's hard. We're not over here painting a picture that it's easy. But when I tell you the alternative to living for us, at least, once you've had your eyes opened, I mean, when we were in elementary school, middle school, high school, all of our friends went to summer camp. My family went to France because that's where my grandparents were. We went to go visit our grandparents. They paid for our trips. They wanted to see us. And then every other year they would come to the United States and come to Kansas to see us. So like, we didn't think of that as like, obviously we were very blessed and our parents made us, made sure that they, we knew that this was a great opportunity for us, but we were like, we're just going to visit our grandparents. That's where they live. Right. You know what I mean? So it was very normalized for us, in which case it didn't feel difficult to achieve just like what you were saying. Yeah. And that's, I, I feel like I am getting that with our boys now is that sometimes it almost makes me worry that this is so normal for them. It's, they have no idea that they're living in an international com- country. Like this is just life. This is my school. These are my friends. This is what I do on the weekend. You know, I go to the beach. This is what we do. And this completely lost in them, this magic that is being well, gifted to right, them. right, right. And because they're so young, but I yes. will say like our parents made sure that we understood that we were grateful and that my grandparents were paying for our flights, that they were very expensive, yeah. but they were gifting them to, you know, like it was, it was very, um, there was a, a, an overlaying message of gratitude that mm-hmm. we needed to have. And that's just the way we were raised again. That's the, kind of that Midwest values. Sure. So I, and I, and I know you, and, um, you know, your husband are going to instill that in your kids as well, yeah. but I also don't underestimate the blessing that they're, that it is a little bit normal for them to be living this life because yeah. you don't want them to feel like, like they can't dream big and it can't come true. Yeah. Like this normalization of we go home to Kansas and then we come and live in the Netherlands and then we do this and then we do that. And on the weekends we go to Paris and that can, that is a beautiful, normal thing to normalize. Yeah. Be grateful for it. My husband and I count our blessings every day that we're able to do that, but that doesn't mean that we want to like, I mean, COVID was a huge thing for everyone, but you know, specifically when we were not able to travel, like that made us appreciate travel even more. Right. But at the same time, I don't want it to not be normalized that we can't do that. Right. Because then we have to explain to people why we do the things that we do. You're just going to go to Europe for two months. Why? How are you able to do that? It's like, I don't know, understand why I have to explain myself. I I don't understand the question. I don't understand the question. You haven't (laughs) taken a vacation in three years. Why? How are you not, how are you not burnt out? 
how are you not oh like, my gosh you yeah, know what i'm saying I like can't imagine. these people who ask me questions about my life that is so bizarre and extraordinary i look at their life and i'm thinking how do you wake up every single day and go to the same job and not love what you do sure like how do you do that and there's no judgment there but it's like that for me seems way harder than what i'm doing right and it's all in perspective it's completely what I was going to say. It's a, it's a total mindset. Right. Right. Based on how you decide to live your life. And so I, I just cannot wait to see the journey that your, that your boys are on. I mean, also, honestly, we talk about the kids because, you know, they're the future and they get a chance to like, really like be a sponge and soak all this up at a young age. Right. But like, what a beautiful moment, you know, for you in your thirties to <laughs> you and your husband to rediscover each other you know, in this way. Right. And rediscover yourself. Right. Completely. Like it's, it's, it's seeing yourself in a whole different light. It's seeing what your life can be in a different light. It's making, it's giving you a hunger that you didn't realize could be there, you know? And it's, um, we, we went into this because of this incredible community that we have back home. I went into this, like, okay, I'm on board. However, we are going back to Kansas at the end of three years, two and a half, we can do it. I'm getting back there. And I was set on it. Mm. And it was, you know, a month after we had met people and kind of started to get settled. Like, you know, maybe it's longer than three years. Maybe it's somewhere else next. And it's I just was going to ask, did you possible. change that timeline? Like, that's the thing. Like now all of a sudden you get so set on one thing and then like your environment softens you and makes you feel comfortable and like oh my god wait th- now i have a life here i don't want to leave yes yes it's the thought of when i think about it i think about could you know when it's going to be the last time we have a bike culture here we bike everywhere we go and like i cannot imagine it being the last time that i get to bike just as my general transportation i can't you know, imagine like not having the opportunity just to go to the beach, um, 15 minute bike ride down the road. Like right. I, this is these little, yeah. These Cause little, those of you yeah. who don't know where Kansas is, if you're listening to this, there's, we grew up with zero beaches, <laughs> nothing, nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing is that like, I think I was just talking, um, to someone else about this the other day about changing beliefs, old belief systems that no longer serve you. That when you get so stuck in a certain way um, or something that's been working for you for so long, you know, we don't want to be that person that just wish is wishy-washy and doesn't follow through and doesn't stick with an idea. But there's something to be said about new information, new experiences, new environments coming into play and your belief systems changing to serve the new you. Sure. And, I think it's really one, yeah. one thing that I've learned here is that like nothing is permanent, mm. that like everything, every plan, every, you know, desire in life, everything can change. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I spent my whole life thinking I knew this is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to be doing. This is how it's going to look because it was what made sense mm. for the future to be. And now it's just like, you know, things can change and you can let them change and that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, you had all these plans and like all this, like, you know, that's kind of of the Kansas mindset is like, Mm -hmm. we plan our life. And then 40 years later, you know what I mean? You like kind of plan to retirement. 
Sure. And now all of a sudden you have like 50,000 more questions about life. <laughs> like, uh, like how has that shifted your perspective on how to live the next five, 10, 20 years of your life? Well, it's, it's, it's a little terrifying because, um, choice is scary. Like, yeah. you know, it's, a lot of unknown. Yes. The unknown. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like, it's the difference between, you know, the Midwest and here is that the Midwest is comfortable mm. and it's easy and it's a little bit boring. Mm. Um, but like, you, you know, where you stand, but then you have the, the sense of adventure and possibility and openness, but you know, scariness also, mm. you know, out here. And, um, I think that like the idea of what's next is a little bit scary, a lot exciting and totally unknown. I, I, we truly could not tell you right now how long we will be here or where we're going to be next. Um, I, we well, mean, right. Because the, you could end up getting transferred to another country. You could right. go back to Kansas for a year or two and then maybe come back. Like there's like all of those things are real possibilities. And why would you not at least consider them? Completely. And there's a possibility that we may seek out, you know, his company has multiple international locations. Do we go somewhere else? Do we pop back to Kansas? And then he opens up the door to other, I mean, Mm. who knows, or, you know, do we just live somewhere else in the U S and it's, you know, it's not impossible that we end up back in Kansas because there are things that pull us there. It's just, well, and even if you're there for like a year or two or something like that, um, like that, totally before you moved to Europe, did you even consider the possibility of moving to another state within the country? I mean, just vaguely, like we, talked about it we've got we've got some family on the east coast that we considered you know what if we what if we moved out there with them um but i think up until we left kansas and we saw that we could do this because mm. it all seems kind of impossible when you're sitting in the place you've lived your whole life right um and then you see that it's possible and it's wonderful mm. then then you're really thinking what, you know, and then also you realize when you see how much you've been missing, you know, how much more is there for me to, to learn and experience and love? Oh my God. Tell me about it. (laughs) I feel like there's not enough hours in the day, not enough years in my life to see everything I want to see. I know. It does make me wish like I had from birth been doing like a year or two in all these different countries because I want to live everywhere and there's not the time. There's not the time. I hear you. I feel the same way. I already had a lot of advantage growing up traveling, but every time we would go to Europe, we would go to France to visit Mm -hmm. family and you weren't going to run to Europe, you know, run to France to see your grandparents after they paid for your flight and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to just pop over to Belgium and then I'm going to go down to Italy. And then like, they want to see you. So it wasn't until that's why being in Europe for two months and doing my honeymoon and doing all of that with the person I married was so crucial for me. Cause I was like, this is my time. This is what, and I get to finally do and see all the places I've wanted to see. And I wish I would have done that sooner in my twenties. And that's even me saying that, but again, timing is everything. And so it was meant to be when it was meant to be. And now I'm just, again, the hunger to keep that journey going is, is very real and very alive. 
Yeah. Yeah. You just, it's once you, once you realize what's possible, like, then you don't want to stop. And that's what I try to tell people back home. Cause it, I mean, as we said earlier, like most of the people in the Midwest cannot relate to this because they, they don't, they haven't lived other places and sometimes they haven't even traveled other places. And so it's, it's a really hard thing to convey when you haven't had um, the experience, but I want these people that I love to know like, Hey, get out there. It's possible. That's it. Absolutely. So how has your conversation with friends and family back home changed after being in this new space for 10 months? That's an interesting question. Um, you know, it kind of, it totally depends on who I'm talking to and how, how much experience they've had and how open they are to, to the world. Um, I think that there's definitely, it seems like, I don't want to put words in other people's mouths, but it seems like there's been a hunger from the people that, that we love to hear about what is this like? What are yeah. you experiencing? Like, let me, let me, yeah, like you're doing it. it. Tell us what it is. Like, does, is it, does it feel safe? Can I do it? Kind of thing. Yes. Well, and there's been, um, particularly with, with our best friends, like there's been, um, some real gentle pushing to come on, get out that come out mm-hmm. here, come do mm-hmm. this. Not just, I mean, come stay with us. Absolutely. Move out here live this life with us, see what's possible. But you know, it is, it is a complicated thing to decide to do, especially if you aren't given a path like we were. For sure. For sure. I mean, you guys definitely, the decision was made easier because of the setup that you had with the job and the support from that, you know, um, but again, there's lots of jobs that have I mean, everything is so international now. So if you're really seeking that type of journey and not trying to do it on your own, like we're doing, because we, we don't work for other people. So we have our own businesses, which means that we have to connect with the right people or we just family or just on our own. You know what I mean? Like, um, then there are ways for you to just like, okay, let me find a job in the field that I studied or the thing that I like to do. And let me see if they have an international, you know, uh, office. I, that that's a very real possibility for many, many, many people. And I think it's right. just about what I tell people all the time is doing your own research, right? Like research and don't just do what society says, well, this is your job and this is what you're going to do until you retire and blah, blah, blah. It's like, don't just follow the norm because then you're going to have the normal life and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's so much more that you could be experiencing. If you just Googled something, (laughs) if you just looked, if you just asked questions and got curious. Right. And, and like, and recognize that, you know, there will be a leap, like no matter how much help you're getting or what kind of path you're taking, there's going to be a leap involved and be willing to lean in. And just, mm. just see what happens. Lean in and see what happens. That's where the growth happens. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I literally could talk to you about this for hours. Uh, <laughs> you still didn't tell me what you were eating. What is your favorite? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is um, your favorite thing that you're eating uh, right now that you're like, wow, I wish we had this in the United States? Okay. Well, I I hope that there's no Dutchies that um that listen to this. It's of, of all the wonderful things that, um, I've been experiencing out here. And I, when I travel, I'm looking for food. Like oh. this is what I'm looking for. The Netherlands are not, it's not my favorite food. Okay. Okay. Um, 
that there is like some wonderful cheese here and um they're real into like breads and cheese and um a lot of fried food interesting um, yeah like they're one of the big food items they have here which actually sounds kind of midwest if if you ask me but it's called bitter ballin and it's like a fried ball of like meat and gravy okay interesting yeah I don't do a lot of fried food but that's interesting because that doesn't feel very European actually a little German I feel like maybe Germans fry a lot of things they have a lot of sausages things like that yeah we're right, you know, we're right next to Germany. Right so to Germany, it's, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely not French food. <laughs> For sure. Not no. French food. Yeah. Uh, French, Italian. Oh my God. Switzerland. Uh, we had some amazing food. We were just eating our way through Europe is what was right. Happening. But we are close to all those things, which well, has been wonderful. Thing. And because, I mean, you are, you're already international. You have so many opportunities for restaurants in Amsterdam that are different, you know, nationalities and, sure. and things like that. So you can get, but when you're looking for traditional Dutch food, um, I see, I see, I see. I love you your know, honesty though. Cause that's what I it's see. about. It needs yeah. to be like, and you're just a hop, skip and a jump to so many other places. It's just like when right. we go, I mean, especially when we live in Kansas, where we lived, it's very close to the Missouri border. So you're just kind of like, you know, ping ponging between the two. Um, you know, we, we're driving around Europe and everyone's, how did you hit six or seven countries? I'm like, cause everything's so close. Right. Like I'm sitting here driving from California to Vegas and it's a four to five hour drive. And I, that's literally half of France, right? the entire country. So I could easily pop in and out in two to three hours of multiple countries and have zero issue. You know what I mean? And so that makes, yeah, we're taking a road trip to Germany. Uh, next month we're just going to do a weekend it's not even a long weekend it's two days and we're well that's it exactly (laughs) and you could just pop in and out and just not and it's totally worth your time to do so so yeah that's the thing is that yes you move to the Netherlands but my gosh there's so many places now that you get to explore because everything's so close yes and there's Um, definitely this this fire under us to make the most of that because we don't know is if it's just the three years we only have so much time and we've got in the next six months, we have nine trips planned. So we're doing it. She said, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it real big. I love that. What a yeah. way to go from zero to a hundred and really take advantage of this, of the opportunity that you did. Don't forget that. Like, it's not like, oh, they're so lucky. This dropped into their lap. Yeah. Maybe Aaron got presented with this opportunity, but you guys took the steps to make sure. this happen. And don't tell me that this didn't just pop out of nowhere without there being some sort of like manifestation huh. of like even the subconscious secret desire. Sure. Like, what if I love that somewhere thought. else. Yeah. I mean, you guys said you visited Europe, you loved it. So like, I'm sure that there was this like subconscious, like, God, what a cool journey that would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, totally so, possible. We went to Ireland with our best friends and yeah. like ever since we went there, the four of us talk about like, let's go live in Galway. So, I mean, maybe that was the start of it all. I mean, that's the thing. It just takes one moment to change the whole course of what you decide you want for your life. Sure. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to just like map it all out for us. Cause I feel like so many people, they want, like you said, the desire may be there, but they just don't know how to get started. Um, what would be maybe like just one little last nugget of advice that you would give to someone who is resonating with your story, who is excited about life, but 
maybe comes from a smaller town or maybe just doesn't have the support community of people thinking outside the box like us, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them? So, okay. So is the question more, um, if someone is thinking they would like to take this route or to encourage them to do it, which. Yeah. I think if they're interested in maybe doing more, they, they're starting to get a hunger and a curiosity for exploring the world. Okay. Um, but they're scared and like, sure. I can't talk to anyone around me because everyone's going to look at me like I'm crazy. So sure. what are your, what's your advice there? I say that, um, the way of the world has made this so much easier for us. And we've got this brilliant thing called social media and you should make use of it. There is a <laughs> Facebook group for everything. Yes. Search the country you'd like to go to expat, um, Germany expats, Ireland expats, and there will be a group and you post in there and ask the questions. And there's, there's going to be people who were like us, who were given a, a, a little bit more directed path. There's going to be people who woke up and said, I'm doing this yeah, and can answer questions about how to make that work. Like make use of those people out there who are already living that story and can give you the tools to help make it happen. And also who can tell you stories that is going to fuel that hunger and make the want turn into action. Well, right. That are going to give you the sense of reality that it could yeah. actually happen Yeah, because they're, because they're living it. And it's just like a coach in the coaching space. We talk about that all the time, like hire someone or, or, or work with someone who's already where you want to be. Cause that's the yeah. fastest way to success. Yeah. So yeah. I think expat groups, you're right. That is the, that is such a beautiful space. We're looking to, I was telling you before to, um, buy a property in the South of France and, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of family there, so I have a lot of resources, but these expat groups are just filling in all the gaps that our family who already lives there, maybe they wouldn't think about that. Right. You know what I mean? Like all these wonderful things that I'm like, it's always good to double check because these people are doing it from zero and up, you know, and, and it's, and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the best, the best place to look is people who, who've done it. So it's a starting point anyway. And if, if anything, it's bound to be filled with beautiful pictures and stories about this place that's going to make you want to be there more. So maybe it'll help you get the manifestation going, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. The fuel to actually taking the action you need. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Thank you again. Of course. Uh, I feel like there needs to be like a part two of this in like three years (laughs) and be like, where are you at, girl? Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm here. You just let me know. Thank you so much for listening to the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I'm Christine, and if this episode resonated with you or spoke to you in any way, please feel free to share. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and your thoughts about the topics based on your experiences. And also, if there's anything you want me to talk about, just screenshot this episode and share it on social media with your comments. Your feedback really helps me to curate episodes that best serve you. If you have time, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to this episode, whether on Apple or Spotify or any other platform. I'm wishing you a blessed week ahead. And remember, perfection doesn't exist. Take messy action. Healthy habits keep us balanced and you are enough.